Hey, truck drivers. I want to talk to you real quick about an invention that was invented by a trucker for truckers. It's a tool called Magnus Stop. Basically, if you want to slide your axles hassle-free without needing any help, it's a little four by five inch tool. It utilizes a pin and a magnet. Crazy simple. I'm surprised nobody ever invented it before. Anyways, you merely stop, get out, pull your pin, put your Magnus Stop device in the hole right beside the hole you want it to stop at, then you either pull forward or you back up. Magnus Stop stops you exactly where you need to be stopped every single time. It's durable. It's very affordable. It's $49.95. If you mention Talk CDL online in the promo code, you get $10 off. So it's now only $39.95 for Talk CDL viewers, which is an awesome, awesome deal. Magnus Stop is the tool you need today, and you can get it at magnastop.online that's m-a-g-n-a-s-t-o-p dot online check it out and let us know here at talk cdl how that product is working out for you thank you oh and it's also free shipping and handling it doesn't get any better than that thank you very much enjoy the show Hey drivers, are you thinking about becoming a lease operator? Well, NCI is leasing out one to two year old Kenworth T680 double bunk condo tractors, fully loaded with APU and fridge. Plus the company is owned by their own product. That's right, they deliver mainly their own freight, which means your business will be thriving for a long time to come. 844-311-7076. That's 844-311-7076. 7076 and tell them Talk CDL sent you. Please, thank you. What's the word of the day on your thingy thing? What's it called? The word of the day thing. What is that? Word genius. Word genius. And so, what's today's word of the day? They send you a word every day? Every day. What's the word? I'm going to play it. Mellifluous. Mellifluous. Okay. <laughs> what, what does it mean? Um, it means no flowing smoothly, rich, sweetened with honey or something similar, sounding pleasant. And it's called again what? Mellifluous. Mellifluous. Okay. Mellifluous. Mellifluous. Okay. Cool. Word of the day. So today, talk CDL. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I, to be honest with you, I'm, I'm kind of like lost. I've been running around. I'm rushing around. Okay. So really what I want to talk about today is drivers be aware of what companies to work for and what companies not to work for. So I call this one a few of the crappers. Seriously. A few of the crappers. What do you, why did you sit back with your arms crossed? Because I'm going to listen to this. Well, no, you're involved in it. I mean, <laughs> so I'm you, just you're, you're part of the pod. You don't just sit back and listen. <laughs> Okay, so, and, and look, what, the reason I, I, I do this, you know, the reason I want to do this pod is this. Over the years, I've watched so many drivers get screwed, and I'll tell you where they get screwed more than anything, on paychecks and references, okay? References are, references? Yes, those things, they're horrible. VOEs can be one of the worst things for a driver. Well, here's the thing. Now, let's just start. I'm going to call this one probably a few of the crappers. Okay. Um, so let's start with a couple things that drivers should really watch for when they're looking for a trucking company. Okay. And here's one of the worst ones that I've noticed over the years. 
okay? And I, and I, I know there's a lot of small carriers that listen to us, but the smaller carriers, and there's a lot of good ones, but, man, there's enough bad ones in there, too, mm-hmm. that I'm telling you, beware, drivers. Very, very beware. Um, well, wh- the smaller carriers, what happens is if the driver is respectful to them, they're generally as respectful back. But the smaller com- companies, they don't have the the resources if a driver decides to be a jerk and abandon his truck somewhere, you know, but I'm not 2,000 miles away from their terminal, and then they have to try and find a way to get it back. Those kind of things is what, what really makes it worse for the smaller companies. <laughs> God bless you. Thank you very much. <laughs> See, I know Troy always sneezes twice. So. Yeah, but you know, you notice <laughs> I don't do the punch in the gut sneeze. Remember, I yeah, should you I do remind? A, you, you do the girly sneeze. I do the I guy do, sneeze, I, I guess. I don't do the girl. <laughs> I don't do it, too. I, don't, I never. I don't. <laughs> No, mine just, mine just. Whoosh. You spit. No, I don't spit it. You do. No, it, listen. When I sneeze, it goes. Whoosh. No, it's, it's a really. Actually, That's your burp. Actually, that would be considered a cool sneeze. No. But when you sneeze, and we've talked about this before, it's. It's forceful. I've coined. I've coined the. It's very violent. Your sneezes are very violent. It's forceful. Why is it forceful? Are you you're it's it's a, a big sneeze coming out of little me. No, but what happens is it it sounds like and again I call it the punch in the gut sneeze. It sounds like somebody walked up to you and just <laughs> popped you in the middle of the solar plex and you go <coughs> You're too loud in the mic. <laughs> I'm not that bad. But that's it is bad. You, I'll record me sneezing. You, I'm going to record you sneezing. You and my mother both. You no, your I mom's horrible. Punch in the gut sneeze. Your mom's horrible. She shakes the house. Okay, so let's get off the sneezing. I want to go back to the small company thing. Small companies. Here's one of the things that small companies do. And now you had mentioned, okay, they can't handle abandonments and it's not. I mean, yeah, I get that. But that's not really what I didn't really come on here to talk about. A driver screwing the small company over, which does happen. I'm here to talk about how the small company screw the driver over. And one of the big things is, is references. Mm-hmm. And what I wanted to say is this. Small companies, especially family-owned trucking companies, they, and I'm going to tell you, they take it personal when you quit. And I don't care if it's a trucking. I work for a, a, a car dealership owned by Italian families. And when anybody quit... It was like forget about it. Right. It was like it was like the worst insult in the world to them. You know what I mean? You were going and you were you were now mud. Whatever. Well, small trucking companies are the same way. Mm-hmm. And this is what happens when when you leave a small trucking company, your reference. You don't you if you stayed, I, I couldn't tell you, Ruth, and you know this, you used to do VOEs for companies. Mm-hmm. If you stay with a trucking company, say for the last two, three years. You've been with John Bob Trucking, whatever, right? And he's got five trucks. Mm-hmm. How easy is it for you to get that guy to pick up the phone and give the driver that just gave three years of his life to that trucking company? How easy is it for John Bob Trucking's owner to pick up the phone and go, "Yeah, let me send you the reference over. Let me, yeah, he was a good driver. He did a lot. He was on these dates. He was this. He was that." Th- th- that's usually ninety-five percent of why the guy leaving the small John Bob Trucking companies can't get a job with somebody else because the last couple of years of their life is like a ghost because nobody wants to verify it because the small company took it personal. Well, it's, it's really hard to verify it. 
because you can't get the, the owner to respond. DOT law states that they have 30 days to give it back. Well, you have some small companies, you could throw that in their face. Some of them say, I don't care. They don't care. They don't give and a once in a blue moon, ass. you get one that will do it in you know, a, a good amount of time. That's usually when they have a spouse or someone that's helping them. But most don't, though. My point, but my I'm whole point is... I'm trying to tell you that. Okay, but ahead. you have the ones that will sit there and not do it at all. Most. Yeah. Well, the small ones. Mm-hmm. Not, I think once you start getting up to about 50 trucks and higher, now they have safety departments and they have people working there and maybe even 30 and higher to where they have to have help. Once you get to that size, they start complying with DOT. But when you're working for, like I said, John Doe Trucking. If they have under 20 tractors, it's really, really hard. It's that com- and, and look, I'm not putting them down because you and I both can testify. We worked for, I could say his name, Mark Fitez was a great guy. He was leased FFE, right? Oh, yeah. Never missed a paycheck. We were there, what, three years? I, was, I ran LTL from Chicago to Pennsylvania, the guy paid me salary, and he paid me actually a little extra bonus every week, and it was never late. Uh, he also didn't care if you had, with insurance, you know, he's like, I already paid for the insurance on that freight. If they overdid it, you take it. Yeah, and he was. And he like, didn't care that I drove. He was, he was a good guy, mm-hmm. okay? He, and that was the kind of guy, but now here's the thing, okay? It's not easy to find those guys. We're going to talk about how you can find those guys that are worth driving for at the end of this. Okay. But so that would be the first type of trucking company I would tell drivers to be aware of. Not every small company is going to be unprofessional, but a lot of them, and if you're out there, I know we got a lot of small trucking companies that listen to Talk CDL. If you're a small trucking company and you don't like to give out the driver's reference, first, like Ruthann just said, you, you actually have 30 days to be legal. Mm-hmm. If enough trucking companies complain, you'll DOT will get on you. You get fined. Right. So I know you guys take it personal, like, oh, who gives a crap? But think about this also, small trucking company. You got a driver that just gave you two years of his life or a year of his life. This, doesn't that mean anything? If the guy's trying to better himself or maybe he just doesn't want to work for you anymore, he's not your slave. Mm-hmm. Give the reference like a professional and go about your business. If you act like a business instead of taking it personal, and this is why we say the small companies, they're, they're really not to that professional level yet of, hey, let's just be compliant. Let's do business and move on. Instead, it's like, oh, they insulted us. We're, we're now going to be... We're now going to play the baby game with the driver. That's that's the one thing that you got to watch for drivers, and I mean that sincerely. Now, here's something else, and people may get insulted over this one, okay? Mm-hmm. But a lot of your foreign-owned companies, and we got a lot of foreigners that listen to us. We love foreigners, but we don't love the bad foreigners, and we don't love the bad Americans. So if you're thinking we're just being mean to foreigners, we're not. I had to say it that way. So some... Some soft guy that is listening doesn't get his feelings hurt. And I mean that. I'm just saying. But how many times have you seen, and Chicago is really the famous city, how many times have we seen drivers that work for these these uh, small, and again, it's a small company, and not all of them are small, but when they go to quit, they lose their last paycheck. I think Miami was another area that had them. Chicago's the famous area for all those companies up there that are supposedly paying real well 
But then when you realize you're not making as much and you go, why would you be quitting if it's really paying that amazing? Mm -hmm. I couldn't tell you how many drivers I met that were leaving some company, especially out of Chicago. Again, I'm not here to put down Chicago. I'm just saying that's where a lot of these, you know, and I'm not naming any certain country. I'm just saying, and you know what? I don't care. It is what it is. I'm just, I'm, a, I'm protecting the drivers in the United States right now. Okay. And if you're a company that you're here in this country and you opened up a, a, a trucking company in the United States and you don't think you have to pay the, you know, uh, the driver's last paycheck, well, you're wrong. And if I was a driver, I'd be going to labor relations and enough people complain, they'll be on your ass too. Mm-hmm. And I mean it. That's yeah, true. Sure. You know what? There's no sense of being offended. Look at that. Freaking, my phone started dictating everything. That's because you probably said seriously. I bet you it is. Siri thought I was talking. What an idiot com- computer phone. You constantly call her an idiot. I, well, she is an idiot. I'm going to have to record, just for our listeners, I'm going to have to record you arguing with your phone. It's oh so God. funny, guys. It's hilarious. He just, he'll start going, all of a sudden he's just cursing and screaming at his phone because it didn't dictate properly for him when he said to do something. Or he's trying to do something and it does something different because his fingers missed, pushed the buttons. He's glaring at me right now. No, no, I'm not glaring at you. I'm just, I'm just looking at some of my notes. Now, look, let me just say this also. Again, there's some good foreign companies, mm-hmm. okay? We have nothing against foreigners. In fact, our whole country is made of foreigners, okay? We were all foreigners at one time. I'm just saying the bad ones, okay? The ones that come to this country and, and hire drivers and then don't pay them right, okay? Or, or skip a paycheck. That was my next thing I was going to say. And this is the truth. The first time any trucking company is late on your paycheck, and again, it's usually the smaller ones, and it's not always the smaller ones. Sometimes it's the bigger ones. Look at whatchamacallit just went out of business. Bellamy. Falcon. Falcon. And drivers didn't get their last paycheck or two. They're hoping to. I think LME is the same thing. I'm just saying, as soon as your first check at any, at, any, at any business, but we're doing trucking, as soon as your first paycheck is late and... They tell you, oh, it's just going to be a day late, or, or, or they'll double it up next week. You get your money and you leave. You don't, you don't go two paychecks ever because one's going to turn into two, two's going to turn into three. And if they, if they straighten you up the following week, I promise you this probably isn't the first time this has ever happened, especially if you're new to the company. Would you agree with that? I agree with that. You, you know, there's, there's certain things, if they, if they are already missing paychecks, you don't know what it's going to be a month down the road or two months down the road. It can end up being, oh, it's just a week to, hey, I can't do it at all. I mean, it starts sliding. Yeah. So you don't want to do that. I mean it. I'm serious. I'm, you know, if you can't speak truth about things, people get all, they, they, they tread lightly when it comes to, you know, uh, insulting people. And I'm not picking on any certain country or anything like that. I'm just saying the bottom line with it is, this is where you, you, the reports don't lie. Numbers don't lie. Mm-hmm. How many people have you, have you heard say, oh, I, I work for a company that was Russian-owned, okay, mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Oh, oh, work for a Russian-owned company. I said I wasn't going to say the countries, but that's usually the, the main, okay, country that you hear, Russian-owned company, Russian-owned company. I mean, there's a couple others, and, you know, these are the ones, as soon as they get mad at you or as, if you're quitting... You can count on your last 
paycheck or two. So if you go to work for these guys, especially on a lease, and they hold back your first two paychecks, right there, that's the amount of money you're getting screwed on when you go to quit. I can guarantee it. Not every one of those guys up in Chicago or that are Russian-owned are bad companies either. I'm, I'm not saying they are. I'm just saying, though, the numbers don't lie. And this is where I get a lot of reports from. That group and the small trucking companies, American-owned trucking companies, mom and pop, you know, these are the ones that take it personal and don't feel like they have to comply with all the rules like the bigger companies do. Mm-hmm. Okay? Um, there, was, there was a couple other that I wanted to, to mention you know, on here, uh, as far as uh, what to watch for, as far as uh, companies that offer you high pay, okay, the ones that offer you a lot more money than everybody. I was talking to a driver here, they were just BSing, and we just, the pay came up. We were just talking about driver's pay and stuff, and he said, look, man, I've been driving 10 years. I deserve at least 55, 60 cents. Well, when you start telling everybody that you deserve a lot more than the market's bearing, you're inviting a company. When you go to work for these companies, and he wasn't getting that, okay? I couldn't tell you how many drivers I've talked to. They they went to a company that they were getting paid 55, 60, 65 cents. It was going okay. And then, all of a sudden, no freight. Miles are down. Miles mean money. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, I've always, ever since I've been in trucking, a mid-range pay... With good miles beats everybody. Well, yeah, because you stay constantly moving. So even though you might be getting 10 cents a mile less, you're actually getting all those miles. So you're getting more money in the long run per week because you're getting paid for, you know, a thousand more miles per week versus the the other one that's paying a higher rate. They're going to say have ten drivers paying at a higher rate, so they're spreading those miles between all ten drivers. You have a company that's paying a mid range rate, only five drivers. You're getting more miles because they're sp- they're spreading it out differently. You can't convince some drivers that, and so it don't matter to me anyways. You you got to go work for you got to work for, it, and you got to take the chance. We took a chance on an owner, but let me tell you. And when you start thinking about how can you tell, and this is, there's a couple of ways you can tell. How can you tell if it's a good company to go to, or at least one that's not going to screw you? A couple little hints. And this is the truth. Question is this. Number one, what freight are you hauling? Is it broker? Do you have your own freight? Or are you leased onto a company that has freight, and have you been established long enough? Mm-hmm. So that's one of the things you got to watch. You know, when you go to work for a company... Well, we were established uh, nine months ago. I don't. I wouldn't be the guy wanting to take a chance with a company that was just established nine months ago, unless I personally knew this these people and they had like a reputation. Maybe they came from a bigger company and they started out. Hey, look at that guy! Look at that guy! Uh, not long ago, okay, he went from SMX to uh, I think what you call it, uh, Arrow. Arrow folded. He went and started his own company. They were called Omni, right? And next thing you know, they were hiring drivers, and next thing you know, they folded. Boom, just like that. They didn't last but a year or two. Now, how? I'm, I'm just saying that guy actually had a good reputation, mm-hmm. and it went down the crapper. So how can you tell? Well, you got to really try to find something that's established first off. Broker freight... That's another, that's another thing with these small companies. If we go back to the small companies, from Russian-owned companies to American-owned companies, when you get those small companies, a lot of them rely on uh, brokers. Mm-hmm. 
when you if you're if you're going to go to some company that's going to be just not doing nothing but broker freight, you're at the mercy of I don't know how my life is going to be. At least when you get with a company that has established customers, you can actually almost count on the way you're going to be running even. You can kind of get used to it mm-hmm. as far as lanes, money, miles, all that stuff. Believe me, you want somebody that's established. You don't want a broker company. You really, you just don't. Mm-hmm. You have something to add to that? You want to watch your specialized freight too. If the economy's doing really good, that specialized specialized freight's going to be going all through the roof because people are going to be buying it. If 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 it's starting to slow down, so is that freight. You know, when we went to work for Fites, mm-hmm. okay, he had a he had a few trucks, not many, but he had been established with FFE for a long time. Mm-hmm. So he was hauling LTL freight, which paid great. He was he had the contracts, and he also had uh, dedicated lanes. Yeah. So it wasn't like it wasn't it wasn't that hard to take a chance on it. Mm-hmm. Okay, but you know some of these guys will go work for a uh, a small company that is just doing broker freight. You're kind of going to be screwed now. If they're I talked to a guy the other day, he was with Schneider. He was an owner operator. He has like five trucks, right? And he's been there like twelve years. Now. That's an established young or middle-aged owner-operator. He's paying his drivers well. And I guarantee you, he's, he's leased to Schneider. I guarantee you, Schneider wouldn't put up with it if he wasn't running his business right. If drivers were calling in saying, hey, we're not getting our pay, we're not getting our pay. See, somebody like that is worth taking a chance. But somebody like, somebody like, like, like I said, Bob and Tom trucking, out of Louisville, Kentucky, that just established themselves six months ago, and they're running on broker freight. Guess what? That's a scary. That, you you got to be desperate to take a chance with a company like that. Here's the other. Here's another thing to ask: How old's the equipment? If you go with a trucking company that has a equipment that's seven, eight, nine years old, and I've talked to drivers that are with the small company, and a lot of times they got a little crap truck, and it's always there's no secret: the older the truck, the more it's going to break down. Mm-hmm. Right? Right. I mean, that's just a fact. The more the more wear and tear on that truck, the more things are going to happen. And that's a that's an all tell of how your life is going to go there. So if you're getting an old piece of junk equipment and they say, hey, well, we're going to buy a new truck soon or whatever the case is, I'm telling you, that's not the guy to take a chance on. If, if these guys that want to own a trucking company, I'm going to tell you something. One of the things that some of these trucking companies do, they're just trying to they're trying to spend as little bit of money as they can to get started and hope that they can start making money. But what they're not doing is putting money into their business. And if you don't have somebody that's willing to take a loan out and, and have the right equipment, then guess what? You're, you're going down the wrong path. And like I said earlier, if you get a company that says Our, your payroll is late this week, that is an all tell to walk away. That guy is going to screw you. If there's anybody listening to us right now that's a paycheck or two behind, or every now and then your company is late on the pay, I'm telling you, that means that they don't have an established floor plan within. Mm-hmm. They don't have a, a big pile of money to make sure their drivers are taken care of. You know, recently I was talking to a guy that was screwed by a company. He was, he started working for them in three weeks into it. He was a paycheck behind and he called in. Now, this is what this driver told me. I felt so bad. He said, I took a chance with this, this owner operator. He said he, him and his buddies formed a trucking company 
and they asked me to come work for them. So he went to work for them. He said, three weeks into it, they're telling me, he said, they, we didn't have payroll this week. They gave me 80 bucks to just get by on to eat on, right? I said, dude, I'd be walking out the door. He said, well, when I called in and I said, listen, man, I need my money. You know what they said to him? They said, I'm not taking food out of my own family's mouth. That's how what he said. I'm going to make sure my family eats before anybody. Dude, you just hired me three weeks ago. Now you're telling me that I'm on the bottom of the pile and I'm the guy make I'm the guy making all the money here for everybody. Mm. I'm the guy delivering the freight. Okay? And you're now not going to pay me? Mm-hmm. And you're not taking food out of your family's. Hey, buy freaking ramen noodles for your damn little kid and feed the damn trucker. And I mean that. If you're a trucking company out there and you got the balls to say that to a truck driver, you're going out of business soon. And I can't wait till you do. I mean it. That's bullshit. Mm-hmm. No, it is. And I told him, I said, dude, you need to be out the door. You know, and you know what else I told him? I said, I'm going to tell you something. What I would do if, if it was me, and I mean it, I, I'm not trying to give bad advice to anybody. Always take the truck back, never abandon. I get that. But anybody that's two, three paychecks behind you, guess what? I'm parking, I'm parking in Walmart's parking lot. You know what they do now in Walmart parking lots, right? They, it, they, they boot it. They boot it, and then they impound it. And then guess what? It costs the truck, the company a lot of money to get it out, especially if it sits there for a couple days. I'm just saying, if you're screwing me, I'm not. I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I believe in doing things the right way. But if, if, if you can't keep your commitment to me as a trucking company... And I'm not just saying on one little incident, okay? I'm not saying, I'm not telling you drivers to go out there and screw trucking companies over. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is, when they don't pay you for two, three weeks, you've got some negotiating power under your ass. It's called the truck. Mm-hmm. And that's what I would tell them. Dude, you don't give me my money. I ain't giving you your truck. At this point, what's, what's, what's worse? Which, which is worse? You know, there's probably trucking companies out there saying, Troy, that's bullshit. You shouldn't tell drivers that. But think about it. I, I'm not getting paid. What's is, which is worse? Not only that, but if you can't if if you can't get the money to put fuel in the truck, where's it going to go? At least if it's impounded by Walmart, you at least know it's in a safe area. I know some trucking <laughs> companies right now, and these are mid-sized good carriers, where the safety directors, I'm friends with them. If If they see a driver getting screwed by a company like that, you know what they'll tell them? They'll tell them, you bring the truck here, I'll hire you, and I will write you a letter of reference. If they put anything on your deck, I will put on your deck for me if you ever quit. Contact me about the other reference because I'm a witness to what's going on. I mean that. I know some, some companies that will do that. Mm-hmm. So, And a lot of companies probably think that's stupid too. But the bottom line is, why should a truck driver give you his life, come to work for you, okay, to give you profit and to keep your business going... And you don't pay him above everything. You know, there's a couple things you got to pay. Okay, number one is the light bill. Number two is the truck payment. Number three is the fuel bill. Number four is the driver. And guess what? They all need to be paid together, not in any special order. Because you, you don't pay any of those bills, you're done. You're done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you, you know? don't pay your truck payment, your driver can't use it. You can't get the money. If you're a you trucking... You don't pay the, the driver, you can't... Get that truck moving. I mean, it's 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 a it's a no win situation if you want to not pay. Right now, I'm not saying hold the truck hostage and threaten the company because then when they get the police involved, then you're really screwed. Not yeah, you don't want that. You don't want those felonies. Right, but at this, I want to tell you, this is just the truth. 
When somebody gets a paycheck or two behind, 99% of the times, it's all downhill from there. Mm-hmm. And I'm just saying, you know, for, and then I, I've seen guys where they were, they were two paychecks behind and the company saying, well, we need you to deliver this load and, and then bring the truck back and all this other crap. And then the guy brings it back and he still doesn't get paid. And then he can go to the labor board or he can go to FMCSA, you can go to DOT, you can go to everybody, but it takes forever. And meanwhile, you got the guy that's just a common worker getting screwed, mm-hmm. you know? So all I'm saying is if it was me, one paycheck, you, you get behind one paycheck on me, I'm telling you, I'll take the truck over to Walmart or I'll take it to a police impoundment yard and, 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 and I'll park it there, and they can impound it, and then you could pay a lot more money than you're going to pay my paycheck. My paycheck would have been a drop compared to what you're now going to pay to get your truck back. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. Now, some people might think I'm a real jerk for saying this stuff, but I'm telling you, I'm sick and tired of seeing these small trucking companies. You small trucking, not every one of you guys. You, the ones know who I'm talking about, right then. They know who I'm talking to. Mm-hmm. The ones, oil field companies. There's another one. They're horrible. They're horrible. They're out there. You guys hire these truck drivers. And then when you get them out there and, if, and, and, and they realize they don't, want, they don't want the job, then when somebody goes to call you for a reference, you don't even answer the phone or you won't, you won't give a reference. 99% of you guys won't do that. No. I'm just, I'm just saying. These are, this is, that's BS. There's a responsibility to hiring the truck driver. If you're a small company listening right now, there's a responsibility for you to step up and become a professional company. You expect these drivers to be professional? Well, it's not just that. You expect to be paid by the companies that you're hauling their freight for. So why is that driver who's doing all that work, the the one that's doing every bit of the work, why should he not get paid? You're getting paid. Right. That's a very good point. And if you're not getting paid, then you need to not really be in business. No. And I mean Or you it. need to ch- change your strategy on how you're, you're running your business. Yeah. And there's enough customers out there that you should get your own customers instead of worrying about brokers. Mm-hmm. How do you think the brokers get the customers? You go out and you knock on doors, guys. Get your own customers. Take care of your drivers. They're the ones that are taking care of you. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying. I'm, 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 I couldn't tell you how many years of me watching... These small companies screw drivers over when they go to quit. Oh, we're taking it personal. He slapped us in the face when he left. Oh, screw that. You know what? Be a professional company and, and give the reference and take care of your driver. Make sure he gets his last paycheck. And look, we can talk about on another pod how drivers dick companies over. And we've, we have talked about that. But we talk about everything here on Talk CDL. Everything trucking. We deal with all the issues. And that's an issue. Small, oh, bless you. Now, yes, even when I sneeze. No, <laughs> small, small, inconsiderate, unprofessional trucking companies, the crappers. Mm-hmm. Whether you're a foreign company or you're an American company, if you're dicking drivers on their last pay and you're not giving them their reference or you're buying them shitty equipment or whatever, you, you guys need to get on board the professional boat here. Here's the other thing That's I would recommend. I, I would recommend a driver that if they're going to one of these companies... You need to take pictures of your tractor inside and out in the trailer when you take it because those small companies are going to blame you then for little dings that might have been not your fault that they want to just find a way to trash you. Yeah, and take pictures of it on the yard if you take it back to them. My advice is always take the truck back to the company, mm-hmm. and no matter how much it hurts. But the bottom line is when, when they got one or two paychecks of yours, something needs to be done. Mm-hmm. Something needs to be done. The, the, these trucking companies, 
that try to get away with that crap. It's it's you guys are the absolute worst. Okay, the absolute worst. You guys are supposed to be the professional, and so is the driver. Mm-hmm. Start behaving like that, all you guys. Behave. Behave. Ruthann, I'm done. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.